0: Oh, hey, you. Welcome back to another episode of Hot Pizza Ass Podcast. I am your host, Erin darling Taralva. This is a show where we talk about self-love, body positivity, and the obstacles that people have to overcome to live the lives that they were meant to truly live. On today's episode, I have decided, hey, it's been a while since I've done a QA, and a Maybe this is the day. So, I have some questions from you guys, the listeners, that I will answer to my greatest and best ability. But first, I want to tell you a little bit about what I've been doing lately. So I have recently discovered a podcast that I know a lot of you guys are probably super into. They have a huge community, and I am certainly late to the game on this one, but it's called Almost 30, and I don't know how I kind of got into them recently, but I just listened to one of their interviews with another podcaster that I like, and all of a sudden I was like, let's get into, let's deep dive, let's really go into it. And I was listening to an episode that they did about being in a rut, and I realized, whoa. I'm in a rut. Like, this is exactly how I am feeling, and I resonated so heavily with a lot of the concepts that they were talking about because, hey, it's been a pandemic for a year. We have altered our lifestyles, and a lot of us are confined to our homes. So it's really easy to, after a year of that, feel like you're trapped in a lot of ways, like emotionally, physically, and I can heavily relate to that. And it's been a while since I've even heard the word rut because, I mean, I'm always doing stuff. I am really good at self-generating, keeping myself busy. I am such a creative person. I have bursts of energy with tons of ideas. So I'm not necessarily the type of person that identifies heavily with being in a rut. But when I was listening to this podcast, I realized, oh yeah, a rut could be anything. A rut could be just a system of beliefs that are no longer serving you, that you're outgrowing. A rut could be a pattern. It could be a pattern that you're like, this is boring. It could be anything. And it's so fun because once I realized, oh man, I'm in a rut, I decided to kind of take some power back. And I was like, how can I just change up my routine? Because I think I'm just kind of getting bored of feeling a little bit stagnant because of, you know, working from home, being at home, cooking at home, just constantly at home. How can I expand my world a little bit or at least change it? And so I was thinking, well, what's the most radical thing I could do? Like, let's just start from the very, very beginning. And for me, I realized I'm the type of person that part of my routine is I get up in the morning I make celery juice. I make a little mushroom latte thing that I have that's amazing. I'll put a link in the description of the show notes so you guys can try it. It's by this brand Puka. Anyway, so I'll do these things in the morning and then all of a sudden I'm like, oh, I got my energy. I want to go run or hike. And I've been in this routine for like a decade, I would say. Like that's the first thing I want to do in the morning. The first thing I want to do is move my body and then expend some energy. But When I was thinking about being in a rut, I was like, wait a second. The most radical thing I could do to change my whole day, shock my system, would be not to do that. Would be to start my day like I end my day. So all of last week is an experiment. I decided to start my day with a bath and calm my nervous system and just get in there, listen to a podcast, light a candle, like stuff I would normally do at night. And I wouldn't want to start my day like that because I don't find that to be very energizing. But then after doing this for a couple of days, I was like, wow, this is really nice. I actually really enjoy taking a bath at the beginning of my day. It's sort of meditative. And because my impulse naturally is just to start moving my body, When I take that impulse off the table and I kind of decide, no, I'm going to completely relax, do something 100% different, I realized when I go into my first, you know, calls or meetings or podcast stuff, whatever I'm doing, very first thing in the day, work-wise, I come to it at a much more grounded place, like completely different. Just so, like my whole approach is different and it's so nice because i Honestly, you guys, I'm not a good meditator. I try so hard. I want to meditate. I want to be that person that like comes out of a meditation. They're like, oh, full of great, beautiful ideas. But that's just not me. It's so hard for me to quiet my mind and to just stay still. So changing my approach with doing a bath in the morning with some like nice eucalyptus you guys know this is my favorite scent ever and i'm going to also put a link in the bio to the best eucalyptus essential oil there's a specific brand that just like it doesn't have any of the turpentine smell sometimes you get like an essential oil and it smells like slightly dirty especially if it's kind of an earthy smell like eucalyptus is more fresh but sometimes it's like it's you it's like you you smell the dirt on the eucalyptus leaves You're like, if a panda or whoever, who eats eucalyptus? I don't know. There's some animal that I'm sure eats eucalyptus. Koala bears? I don't know. And it just like, you're like, this is like a dirty leaf. Like they didn't wash the leaf off before they ran it through the essential oil machine or however they make this kind of stuff. And so for me, really like getting into that bath, smelling the bath salts and and relaxing my body and mind put me in a completely different state. And I felt like it was very helpful in helping me break out of my rut. And to be honest, I was getting, okay, I was getting so rut-like, so rut-like that I don't know if that's a word, but we're going to use it, that I was getting the Sunday scaries, which is weird because I'm self-employed. Like I create my own opportunities. And, and yes, I have people that I work for and, and responsibilities and things like that. But I live a life where, I mean, I'm, I'm very lucky. Like I get to work with, you know, people I believe in and companies that I like. And, and I get to be creative and do stuff that I honestly really, really love. So I'm not the type of person that should be getting the Sunday scaries. I shouldn't be sitting there like, oh man, this next week working for the man. Like, no, I actually get to work for myself and when I'm working for other people they're people that I love and, and things that I choose there's no way I should have the Sunday scaries but I was feeling like that and that's when I was like you know what let's take a whole different approach and bathe in the morning and then by the end of the week I like the bath so much that I was doing a bath in the morning and also at night which is insane like that's crazy person like that's someone that's like I can't even imagine, like, the only person that should be taking two baths a day is, like, a Wall Street, like, Wolf of Wall Street brokerage. I don't know. You're running a hedge fund. Like, you are so stressed out, you need two baths a day. (laughs) But I just did it for fun as an experiment, and I really liked it. And so, hey, I'm throwing it out there. If you are the type of person that your body first thing in the morning craves energy – Maybe switch it up. Because here's the other thing. I used to think that I could not take baths, especially like during the day. I was like, no freaking way. Who has time for that? But then I realized because of the pandemic and because like I have nowhere to go, I work from home and anyone that I would work for or auditions or meetings, all the things that I would do that require traveling, I'm not doing them. So I don't have a commute. So that time I can actually justify spending relaxing. (laughs) so I recommend if you're the first person that craves energy in the am first person if you're the person who first craves energy in the am try this out and try combating that just for a couple of days even with complete relaxation and turning off your mind and put your phone out of the bath like don't take your phone with you like put on a meditation put a podcast listen to something an audiobook whatever and relax just try it I highly, highly suggest it, especially if you're living in a state where things are not fully open. I think our state is planning the state of California. If you guys are listening in other countries, I know there's a lot of people that listen to this podcast that aren't here. And I know I talk a lot about being California centric just because that's, you know, I've lived here my whole life. But I think that we fully open back as normal in June. I think it's June 15th, which is slightly overwhelming because who knows? If that means that we're going to go back to business as usual with people that have jobs or meetings that they take, if that's now going to happen in person or now that we've realized that we can do Zoom all day, every day, if that's kind of where things are going to go, if they're going to change, I don't know. I don't know what to expect. But I think it is a very important time, regardless, to ground yourself energetically, spiritually, emotionally, because. As things start to open up and as the world changes and people adjust, readjust or go back to their former lives, I think it's a really, really important time to like use use this time before we go into that to check in with yourself, to ground yourself. And if you're feeling like you're in a rut, like really see what you can do internally to work on that before the world opens up again, because you're going to be encountered with everyone else's energy and everyone else's expectations, and all the things that other people want. And a lot of it is probably going to be wild, like crazy energy. And look, I understand. I, we're all losing our minds a little bit here, right? So take this time to take a deep breath, relax, and get the good eucalyptus oil that's worth it. Also, this is a good time for me to say this episode is sponsored by Ease. I'm an Ease partner, you guys. So if you live in the state of California and if you maybe can't sleep at night or maybe you you enjoy smoking, participating in cannabis culture, feel free to use my discount code DARLING30 for 30% off of your first order with Ease. I use their gummies. They have CBD gummies and and things like that. And I am the type of person that can only do this at night because I have way too much to do in the day and I am not a big smoker, but I do like using gummies at night to help my body kind of relax and to get into sleeping mode because sometimes it is very hard to turn your mind off. So feel free to go to Ease.com and there is also a page where you can support women brand owners or BIPOC brand owners, which you guys know I'm all about. So use my code DARLING30 if you would like to order something from Ease.com. Now on to the Q&A section. So you guys submitted some questions and I said I would answer them. So here we go. Here is the first question: What do you think your approach to social events will be post-pandemic? This is a fantastic question. Personally, I, I think you know everyone's going to have their own way that they approach this, and that's why it's important. As I kind of mentioned before, it's kind of interesting. I didn't read this question till right now, but. Earlier in this episode, I was talking about grounding and getting out of like whatever rut you can, like really reining in your own energy and getting some clarity, relaxing, because everyone's going to have a different idea of how they're going to approach social events and gatherings. So I was invited by one of the brands that I do some work for to a really cool special event. It was a 420 event. And as you guys know, Uh, for my ad read. I basically, I'm not a big, I'm not a big smoker, but the event was, it was food focused. So it was kind of like cannabis food. And I thought that was really cool. That's something I would like to check out just to see, because like, I know that this is, it's a cool industry that's really blossoming there. And I know there's a lot of talented chefs that are doing really cool stuff. So They're having a very small private event with some people that they're working with. And I was invited to that. And immediately I hit them with a laundry list of questions. I was like, thank you guys so much. Here are my questions. Is this an outdoor event? Will people be wearing masks? (laughs) You know, like are temperatures being taken? Like, how are you regulating this? Because this would be my first time like going to an event with people that I don't know and I don't know how they've been quarantining and stuff like that. So I had lots of questions and they answered them and they were perfectly lovely. And I decided I wasn't ready. Even like getting their responses back, I was like, you know, just the fact I'm asking these questions, I think indicates to me that I'm not ready to do social gatherings or events quite yet. I'm doing small social gatherings though. I did get my second vaccine and I'm starting to branch out and do uh, like happy hours with friends. I saw, um, you know, I saw a friend last week that I haven't seen in forever. And that was amazing because I hadn't really seen her, I want to say for like a year, even before the pandemic. So It was just someone that it's like we got busy and we kind of lost touch. And then next thing you know, a year goes by. And it was so nice to see her because she's lovely and amazing. And then, you know, (laughs) I was just grateful we were able to reconnect. So I'm very slowly starting to do things like that. But my whole approach personally for events, larger events, I think I'm not going to be ready to do that for probably another 2 months depending on if there's another spike in coronavirus. <laughs> and and as the world starts to open up again, I think that'll be a pretty good indicator. We'll see kind of where where things are going, but as you guys know, like some people are not getting vaccinated, some people are, and there's also new strains coming in, and I don't know how to predict how all of that's going to go. So I'm just going to keep an eye on it and I'm going to see I'm going to see how I feel, but very cautiously, because if anything, if anything I've learned from this past year, it's that your health comes first. You really do have to prioritize your body like this is you get this body, you get to live in it. And whether or not, whatever your political beliefs are, whatever your beliefs on the vaccine are, whatever your beliefs on coronavirus is, even if you think it's a hoax, which is not true, it's real, but. Regardless, I don't want to put myself at risk personally. So, so yeah, that's, that's going to be my personal approach is just kind of feel it out and approach everything with caution. So hopefully I don't know where you, where you're at, but I hope you all definitely, no matter what choices you're making, I hope you prioritize your health first. It's so important. The next question. What do you do when you have negative thoughts and bad memories? Well, this question has me in my feelings. Uh, (laughs) Negative thoughts and bad memories. That's hard because it's really hard to change your thought patterns, especially when it comes to a memory, because a lot of memories are very emotional, especially if it's based on, you know, like a let's say it's a breakup. It's hard to stop feeling sad about a breakup. And a lot of these new age thought leaders, you know, they create all of these, like, for example, anyone that teaches manifestation, they always talk about like, your thoughts create your reality. And, you know, you are what you think about. And I do believe that that is true. But It's kind of different when I think you're recalling an emotional experience or trauma or memory or something negative, right? Because it's not that you're necessarily doubting yourself or that you're like self-berating. It's more of like you're remembering something that hurt you. And I think it takes a long time to get over that memories like that that affect you in that way. So what I do is I give it time. And I make sure that I am not making the problem worse by berating myself for having the memory or having an emotion attached to that memory, if that makes sense. So don't make the problem worse by beating yourself up. I would say when something comes to mind that hurts you or puts you in a a space where you're remembering something that might be emotionally tough for you, Approach it with forgiveness for yourself and also remember to take responsibility because every person plays a part in the things that transpire in their lives, right? Like the things that go down. And I'm not meaning like systemic issues, things like that. I mean a relationship or, you know, drama with a friend or a friend group or something like that. In most situations, you can take responsibility for your part and then you have to kind of let it go and just do the best that you can. Know that in a relationship or a circumstance where a bad memory comes up, if you did your best, that that's all you can do. There's always other people and there's always other circumstances that are going to come into play that you're not in control of. And if you didn't do your best, then maybe think about what you could do better next time. If you don't feel comfortable reaching out to that person or those people, but if you do feel comfortable, why not just make amends and just say, I'm sorry, because if something keeps coming up and it's the same thing, I think that's a sign that it's, it's clearly unresolved. So do what you can to resolve that. And if you can't, or if it's not healthy for you to be in contact with that person, try your best to just to let it go and to understand that healing takes time. And I know that these are probably really basic uh, ideas and concepts to talk about. But for me, it's like Occam's razor, man. Like those are the best ones. Like keep it simple. Keep it simple and just keep it moving. And best of luck to you. Wishing you all the love in the world. Our next question. The pandemic has been really difficult for me and I'm having trouble knowing what to do next in my life and in my career. Oh, well, <laughs> that's a lot. That is a lot. Okay. Um. So for me, I've also experienced those thoughts too. And I feel that the pandemic was a great time to reassess everything. It was, I was talking to my friend Sheila, who's a comedian. She's amazing. Sheila Shalaki. You guys should follow her on Instagram and watch her YouTube channel. She's so talented and funny, but She said to me that the pandemic is kind of like a clearing of the decks for every person personally, but also kind of for the world. It's like a reset button and a complete clearing of the decks. So I want you to imagine your life like it's a card table and you've been playing a game of solitaire and you're going to wipe all those cards away. And for once in your life, you're going to look at a blank space. It's kind of like this. Has your computer ever crashed and you had 16 tabs open and they all go away and when you turn back your computer on, you realize they're gone and you might have been in the middle of something or doing some research. I don't know. Maybe you were writing an email and looking up a recipe that you wanted and Googling who was the best foot surgeon in LA. I don't know. I don't know what you were doing. But when you turn your computer back on and nothing's there and you have that moment where at first you freak out, you're like, damn it. Oh, I was looking at that. But then it's just gone. It's just gone. And what can you do? You still have your passwords to get into your email or whatever, but you might lose some of the other stuff in the background. And then it's kind of a relief. That's what we're all doing right now. And if you're not doing that, this is a great opportunity to look at it like that. It's a clearing of the decks. If you don't like your life, if you want to change something about your life, if you want to do something else or try something else, I think this is also a really good reminder that life is crazy and we don't know what's going to happen. We don't know what we're going to be in a year. I don't know where I'm going to be in a month. Do you? You probably don't. And that's okay. Time is limited and time is precious. So surround yourself with people you love and explore the things you want to explore fearlessly, with abandon. Sometimes I I tell myself if I'm ever afraid of taking a risk and sometimes I want to take financial risks, right? Like I want to try to, I have ideas for businesses or or things I want to try and I'm like, well, how would I even start that? Like, I guess I need like X amount of money to experiment in this capacity, right? If I wanted to build a website for it or do something with e-commerce, like I might have to hire someone to help me with A, B, and C. But then I think to myself, you know what? That investment is just it's time and it's money. And I've been broke before. I've been super broke before. And I survived. So, if the worst thing that you're going to lose is a couple thousand dollars, like try it. Try it. It's worth that the investment is not just the investment for whatever it is you're trying to build if if this is what you're thinking of or something you want to experiment in. Maybe you're you're a freaking investment banker and you want to do acting. Like it's just an investment of time and some money to take an acting class to see if you like it or not, whatever it is. But really the investment is and that money, whatever, or the energy you put into it, really what it's buying you is the peace of mind to know that you tried it, to know that you went there, that you're like, you know what? I owe it to myself to explore this. And that alone is worth it. All right, guys, I got to get going, but I did love your questions. Those are my favorite ones. Thank you so much. I hope that this provided some levity, some light, maybe even some advice. I don't know. I don't know if I'm a good advice giver. I just, I just try my best, and I think that's what counts. Thank you guys so much for listening to Hot Pizza Ass. I love doing Q&As. Maybe I will do one again soon. Let me know if you liked this episode. Feel free to subscribe. If you like this, go ahead and go to Apple. Go to Apple iTunes Podcasts leave me a five star review or consider supporting on patreon we are completely independent self funded and that's how we keep going patreon.com slash erin darling thank you guys so much for listening to hot piece ass i will see y'all next time